If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. The following independent gaming content is brought to you by Abigail 13, Orange Thunder, and Paul Bramblett. Hey everybody, it is the Mailbag episode. This is Switchcraft episode 564. I can't believe we've been doing it for this long. Uh, But we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Some of these are topics that I suggested. Some of these are topics that you suggested. If you want to get your ideas on the show, uh, get a hold of me on Twitter using uh, at RunJumpStomp, or you can join our Discord and leave messages in the mailbag channel. We got a bunch of uh, bunch of topics coming from there today. Uh, but today, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about uh, Wii U ports on the Switch. We're going to talk about our least favorite things about our most loved games. We're going to talk about the best fitness games. This is a topic that I've tried to get on the show a couple times, and I always end up talking too long, so I'm probably going to do that pretty early on because I did get a bunch of really good responses. But hey, this is Switchcraft. It is brought to you live every Monday and Wednesday over at my uh, Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. And then on Fridays, I record it right here on my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash runjumpstomp. And of course, uh, you, you may also just be listening to this over on your podcast player of choice, which uh, I don't know which one you use. I use just like the default Apple Podcasts these days. Um, but Overcast is also pretty great. But whatever one you use, if you just search for Switchcraft, then you can find it and subscribe to it. And then you can listen to it while you're mowing the lawn or doing the dishes or something. Anyway, let's get started with the show. When you've lost your last man, hold A and B to continue where you left off. Do this before the title screen appears. Okay, so somebody in chat just said Bill treats fitness games like uh, Jimmy Kimmel treats Matt Damon, which I love that. Um, <laughs> I love that 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 ongoing joke on Jimmy Kimmel where he's mean to Matt Damon. But you know what? I'm not going to do that today. Uh, I'm going to start with that particular mailbag question because I want to make sure that I get it in today. Uh, Before I do, I just want to say a huge thank you to each and every person uh, who went out and uh, submitted uh, either Nintendo Switchcraft or 143 Pixels as your favorite gaming podcast for the podcast awards. Um, Won't know for a bit whether or not we were nominated, but to everybody who took the time out of their day to do that, I really do appreciate it. Um, by the time you hear this, you probably won't be able to anymore. They're closing the, uh, nominations today. So if you're here live and you're watching, then, you know, go nominate. But, uh, I just want to say thank you to everybody who did that. All right, let's start with these fitness games. So, you know, there's a couple of different fitness games that are on the switch and fitness games are a thing that's, they've been around for a while. And so, there's there's a couple of things that I think need to be true in order for a fitness game to be effective. Uh, number one, it needs to actually uh, 
like be a workout. You have to actually have to work and probably, you know, break a sweat in order for it to do anything for you. And secondly, it has to be fun or you're not going to go back and do it because I mean, well, a lot of people won't just go back and do it. I don't know about you. I despise, I I hate working out. It is my least favorite thing to do. I do it almost every single day. And there has never been a time where I've done it and said that was fun. There's also never been a time where I've done it, where I've worked out and then said, boy, I wish I hadn't worked out. That's never happened. Every single time that I've worked out, I've been happy that I've done it, but I never enjoyed even one second of it. Uh, mostly it's either like I've got some, uh, those Bowflex dumbbells where you can twist the dials and change, uh, how, how heavy they are, which is really cool. And then I also have what I call the Russian pain machine, which is my, uh, indoor, uh, bicycle that I've got like right over on the other side of this monitor here. It's got a big red wheel, which is why I call it the Russian pain machine. Um, but I, you know, I work out a lot and, um, and this is not me bragging, I'm saying, but I I always want to use the workout games because I just hate it so much, but I've never found a workout game that I really have stuck with either because it's not fun or because I don't feel like there's a good enough, um, good enough workout to it. So I asked a question. I said, which fitness games do you think are better overall for staying in shape while we are all trapped indoors? Thank you. Thanks to the pandemic. And uh, we ha- I gave four choices, uh, Ring Fit Adventure, Fitness Boxing, Beat Saber, and other, and people could reply with that. And, um, you know, 57% said Ring Fit Adventure. Now, I will say this, uh, Ring Fit Adventure is, you know, the newest of these. So I think a lot of people are picking the thing that is, you know, in the forefront forefront of their brain space like, oh yeah, Ring Fit Adventure. I remember that, you know. Fitness Boxing got 10.8%, Beat Saber got 20% of the vote, and then other was 11.8. So let's talk about what um what what people said about their favorite uh, fitness games. So Joe Barrett replied, they said, I feel like I've kept up with Beat Saber while the others I've had a harder time going back to. I'm not sure the others are better for staying in shape, but not if I don't enjoy doing them as much. Um, Gidget uh, Von LaRue, who was on America's Next Top Podcaster with me, uh, she said, walking and kettlebells routine, to which I replied, somebody didn't read the tweet. Um Michael Mooney says, Connect P90X is not on my list. Right. Well, I can't list everything, um, but I didn't even know that Microsoft had a P90X game that used the camera in order to help you do stuff the right way. I think that's really cool. Um, That's very, very interesting to me. James Walters said, I've got a game called Fight on PS3. It was all motion boxing with training and everything. It was worth it. I'm sorry. They said it was worth it. Webhead said Zumba on Wii and Just Dance 17. Both games get you moving and sweating. Granite T-Rock says Just Dance. Uh, Andrew Lopez J says I've lost 18 pounds with fitness boxing in three months. It's a great game. You know what? A lot of people know about uh, Ring Fit Adventure. 
Um, and that's like an $80 investment. Like it's, it's pretty expensive and the, you know, you get that yoga ring or whatever you want to call that thing. You get the fitness ring that you hook your joy cons to, which is awesome. Um, but it's, it's a pretty big investment. If you want to try a game with zero investment, try out fitness boxing. It's, I believe it's published by Nintendo and, um, there's a demo and I've played the demo and I can, I can definitely see that I would, I could get a good workout. I'm not a fan of some of the music that's in it, but that doesn't mean that it's bad music. It just means it's not music for me. Uh, Savage says ring fit has a surprisingly holistic workout approach. I highly recommend it. Uh, Armin, Armin says still using, we fit you. Well, there you go. Richard, uh, Mortlock says, I just got myself yoga master for the switch yesterday as I'm an asthmatic and found ring fit hard work. So I thought this would do the job for me. It's really good so far. It's got a lot more stretching than burning off calories. I didn't even know that that was a thing. That's really interesting. Thank you. Uh, mimic replied. They said, never played any of these, but I have to go with ring fit adventure. Um, debauched one, two says, uh, has anyone? No, we're only, we're not going to read that one. And then um, people also recommended Just Dance 2017 and 2018. Uh, so there you go. If you are looking for a way to stay in shape and play a game at the same time, uh, a lot of people are are um, giving you a lot of really good uh, recommendations here. I will say this: if you haven't checked out one of my other shows, is called 143 Pixels, and each episode I interview a friend and they talk about a game that they really, really like. And while I was uh, interviewing uh, Brian Ibbett, who is on The Morning Stream and Coverville uh, as podcasts, when I was interviewing him uh, for season four, which doesn't come out until uh, like September, I believe, uh, one of the things that he said is he he has this really cool VR game for his, I think it's Oculus, uh, Oculus Go or Oculus Quest or something like that. And uh, basically, it is a game where you you know you get on your bicycle and you're pedaling and pedaling and pedaling, and you wear a VR headset while you're pedaling in order to play some game. And I guess you clip a thing to your tire so that it also knows how fast you're pedaling. <clears throat> and I thought that that sounded really really cool. I if I can't remember what he said it was called, but we talk about it on that episode. So, um, that episode's not out yet. Uh, so you'll have to wait to hear it, but, um, you know what, if you really want to know, tweet at him, he's at Coverville on Twitter and I'll bet you he'll reply. Anyway, moving on. As Nintendo begins to take on new forms, it's important that we can measure how addictive they truly are. Our next topic comes from our community Discord, which if you haven't joined our community Discord yet, you can uh, head on over to runjumpstomp.com, and there is a link right there. Or if you're watching this on my YouTube channel, there is a link in the description down below that will take you to our Discord. Join up. There's over 1,500 people in there that are waiting to talk to you about video games and TV shows and movies and stuff like that. We have a lot of really great conversations in there. Uh, So here's the, the next question. Uh, came in from Link Legend on our mailbag channel. He said, uh, what are your least favorite things about your most loved games and vice versa? Uh, and he said this would be a really great talking point for the mailbag. Uh, and I agree. I agree. I think that this is a very fun talking point. And, you know, the thing that 
came to mind was earlier today, my son, he, he's been looking for uh, a new game to play and he ended up, he, you know, he's been kind of flip flopping back and forth between, uh, Mario origami and uh, I'm sorry, paper Mario origami King and links awakening on Nintendo switch. And he finally decided that he wanted to play Link's Awakening on Nintendo Switch. So that's the game that he ended up buying with his eShop cash. And then, um, you know, he's been playing it like crazy for the past couple of days. Enough so that that he has a bunch of tiles and made a dungeon. And I thought that that's, you know, I played the game. I beat the game. I never bothered with making my own dungeon. Uh, But he made his own dungeon. And, uh, you know, I went... Uh, downstairs and I went through his dungeon took me about 20 minutes to finish the dungeon that he made mostly I was kind of slow at it I think because I hadn't played the game in months and months and months and couldn't remember like oh I got to use this weapon against this enemy and I couldn't remember which buttons did what Um, but I, I played through the dungeon and it was really really fun and that's a really cool um feature for that game that everybody kind of forgot because Nintendo locked it behind Amiibo. Like, you have to have an Amiibo in order to share it. So immediately after playing it, I went on online and I started Googling. I said, hey, how do I how do I share that with friends? Because he wanted to put it in the Discord so that people could play it. No, you have to, you have to save it to an Amiibo and then give your Amiibo to a friend so that they could play it. Nintendo... I've got some news for you, okay? I I think that here's what Nintendo should do in order to make uh, that game absolutely amazing. And, Nintendo, you'll make a bunch of money at it, too. All right? Do a battle pass. And I know people are listening to me. They're like, what are you talking about? Um, Do a battle pass where you you can get in on the battle pass for the season that is like... Three bucks for the season, okay? And then you can go into uh, a dungeon, right? And explore that dungeon that has those particular, um, like these new tiles on it. And fight the enemies in there. And if you beat that dungeon, then you get all of the tiles that are from that dungeon to use in your own creations. So then you can use those tiles to make your own dungeons in Link's Awakening, right? And then let people share those so other people who who either do or don't have the battle pass could participate and play through that dungeon. I think you would see Link's Awakening sales skyrocket. You would get money each season from people going through the battle passes to get these new tiles to make their own dungeons. And you would see a lot of streamers start streaming that game as they would constantly have an influx of new content for that game. And streamers are always looking for an influx of content, right? This is this is a this is a no miss plan. Like there's no downside to doing this. Um of course, Nintendo would have to have people design new dungeon tiles, but that's not the end of the world. 
and I'm not even asking for like me being able to make my own dungeon tile. I'm just saying, let me go into a dungeon, earn dungeon tiles each season, take those to make my own. And you would have people just constantly making new dungeons out of all of the different dungeon tiles and then trying to compete for the best score. This this is this is what Nintendo should have been doing all along with Link's Awakening, and it's an it's a shame that they decided to lock it to Amiibo. And I'm not sure if the reason that they locked it to Amiibo was because they thought it would help sell Amiibo or because they were saying, hey, you know, we've got all of these Amiibo. We have to kind of shoehorn in a way to use them in order to thank our players for purchasing Amiibo. I don't know what the right answer is. I don't know why they did it, but I think that the way that Nintendo uses Amiibo 99% of the time is the thing that I don't like about the game. And I know it's optional stuff, but really locking it behind Amiibo and making it so that I can't play, um, you know, a set of a dungeon set that somebody made from my community because I don't live next door to them. Uh, that's kind of ridiculous. So I'm going to turn this around to all of you. Uh, here's here's what my question is. Uh, since you know, since uh, Link Legend gave me this awesome idea, um, I'm not going to ask the same question that he asked. But what do you think about this battle pass idea? I'm going to tweet that out and let you get back to me. Would this get? Uh, and, and maybe we'll talk about it next episode. But uh, uh, would you want to have? this continually in a uh, continuous influx of new dungeon tiles for Link's Awakening or do you feel like you've already finished with that game and going back to it isn't really in your future let me know the Atari video computer system is 20 cartridges with 1300 game variations you play on your own TV set when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Our next topic comes from uh, Malibu Bigby on our community Discord, and he said, uh, Hey there, not sure if you've covered this recently. In today's world, a lot of businesses are pivoting to different business strategies. Do you think the big N should look at redirecting focus to porting successful first-party Wii, Wii U, 3DS games like Zelda's, Mario's Galaxies, and Samus Returns, for the holiday season. I feel like a card I feel like it's a card they have been reluctant to play. But with no first party release dates, 
and more delays on those games, this sort of strategy could scratch a lot of itches for Nintendo fans out there. Maybe I'm naive in how quickly these things are to develop, but for me, these ports have been no-brainers since the Switch dropped three years ago. And I'd find it hard to believe something like Samus Returns would take a ton of time to port. Keep up the great work. Well, thank you very much for the uh, for the uh, question and the topic for us to discuss uh, there, Malibu Big B. I think your name is funny, and I appreciate that. Um, let, okay. I, I would not say... I, I think I would... I'm going to take issue with one part of, of what you said here. And that is that 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 Nintendo has been re, uh, reluctant to do this. I don't think Nintendo has really held back on doing this very much at all. We've seen a lot, a lot of DX or Deluxe games. Uh, you know, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. We had Pokémon Tournament DX. We had a... we Look, I'm not going to list off a bunch of these because you guys already know about this. But there have been a lot of them. Many games that have been ported um, from the Wii U. And that makes a ton of sense. The Wii U, at in its total lifetime of sales, total lifetime of sales, only sold 14 million copies world, or 14 million units worldwide. The, the, the Switch, in only three years has sold more than that in just North America. Okay? We're not talking about worldwide. We're talking just North America. In three years, Nintendo has sold way more. And because the Wii U only sold 14.7 million copies, and of course, many of these games do not have a 100% attach rate, excuse me, the idea that... There's a lot of people who have not played these games. The people who have missed out on these games is something that you have to keep in mind, which is why I've never once complained when Nintendo ports a game from the Wii U. Or, you know, just recently we had the new Xenoblade Chronicles, not new, but the Xenoblade Chronicles um, Perfect Edition or whatever it's called. I can't remember right now. That that was a Wii port. Uh, So I think that... Nintendo has not really held back on that. Do I think that that's a great idea for right now? Absolutely. Nintendo has this huge back catalog of games that don't have any new motion capture to do. They don't have any new voice work to do. All they have to do is re, you know, repurpose some of them for the Nintendo Switch. Now, obviously, there are going to be some games where that will work great. And there will be some games where that is absolutely not going to work. Games like um, Star Fox Zero. Star Fox Zero is a game that is incredibly dependent on having two screens. You've got your TV in front of you, and then you've got the Wii U gamepad that you kind of hold up like uh, almost like a periscope uh, on a on a on a on a submarine. I don't know why I couldn't think of that word. Um, so you've got this periscope-like gameplay where you're you're moving around and looking at these different things while there's also something happening on the screen. Now, I have not played Star Fox Zero, but I'm guessing based on the way that you played that game that the likelihood of people <laughs> playing 
that game with with a single screen on the Nintendo Switch, I think that it probably just doesn't work. Maybe you've played it and you know that I'm wrong, in which case feel free to let me know that I'm wrong about it because I'm speaking from a place of ignorance having not played um, Star Fox Zero. It just didn't look appealing to me at the time. But then you have other games that have, um, you know, like uh, Malibu here mentions Samus Returns. Samus Returns is a game that came out on the 3DS, and it's the it's the whole reason we know about Metroid Prime 4. Like, M- Nintendo would not have announced Metroid Prime 4 so early had they not felt that their hands were tied because they were releasing a Metroid game on the 3DS in the same year that they were launching the Nintendo Switch. So they had to say, oh, and by the way, there's a Metroid Prime game coming too. And it's the reason the reason that I never played um, Samus Returns on the 3DS, even though I heard nothing but really, really good things about it. The reason I haven't played it is because I was done with my 3DS. I'm finished with it. Every time I've gotten my 3DS out and played it, I've played it for about five minutes. And then I'm like, no, it's just not as good as the Switch. I'm going back to my Switch. The Switch is infinitely superior to the 3DS, in my opinion. You can disagree with that if you want, but I think it's just a lot better. And I knew that I wouldn't enjoy Samus Returns as much as I would if it were on the Switch. And so I would absolutely love to see that game come to the Switch. I would love to see lots of 3DS games come to the Switch. But again, you have to worry about the dual screen features. Were they tacked on in a way just because, hey, we have these two screens, we'll just move the map down to the bottom screen so you don't have to open the map separately? Or were they a required kind of thing? Like you absolutely need to have two screens in order to get this gameplay functionality. And that's a question that you have to ask every time you think about porting a 3DS game to the Switch. And so I think that Yes, Nintendo should port more of their back catalog to the Nintendo Switch because some people missed out on those games. They will get hit with backlash from people who've already played these games and they'll be like, um, you know, they'll cry about it and be like, I've already played this, um, in which case I will respond, don't buy it. it. You don't have to buy every game that comes out. So when a game comes out that you've already played, you can simply say, well, I'll skip that and I'll play something else. It's not like we don't have any games to play. There's thousands of games on the Nintendo Switch. So it's okay for Nintendo to take some of these old games and bring them back to the Nintendo Switch for the people who missed them the first time around. I know that I would excitedly fork over my money for Samus Returns on Nintendo Switch. Would you? Mario is an Italian plumber who, under your control, enters the Mushroom Kingdom to fight off killer turtles and deadly ducks until he can rescue the Princess Toadstool. Well, I never get through all of the mailbag topics that I would like to, and for that, I'm sorry. But uh, we we got to talk about some Nintendo news real quick. So first off, I want to say that we saw this coming. We saw this coming big time. Of course we saw this coming. What did we see coming, Bill? Well, we saw that, uh, you know, you could make your own custom fireworks in Animal Crossing. And I want you to think for a second, 
If people can make their own custom fireworks in Animal Crossing, what are they going to use? What are they going to make with that ability? I'm going to not give you the answer right now because I'm going to give you a second to think about it. What is it that people are going to immediately draw, make fireworks out of in Animal Crossing when given the option to draw whatever the hell you want? Have you figured it out? If you haven't, well, then I guess you've never met. Uh, you know what? I won't even say. It's it's so ridiculous. Of course they were going to draw genitalia. Because what else are people going to draw? That's That's the default. People are going to draw genitalia. And that is exactly what happened. Uh, Nintendo gave us the option to start drawing... Uh, our fireworks however we want and they decided to draw genitalia which I'm not going to put any of it up on the screen because you can figure out what it's going to look like yourself I will say this as a man in his 40s I still laughed at this because it's funny and it is it is funny there's nothing wrong with chuckling at a at a, at a good fart joke every once in a while um <laughs> It's funny, and that's why people do it. But how did Nintendo not see this coming? Or did Nintendo see this coming and say, I don't care? Do they not care? Uh, are they okay with this? I don't know. Does it does it bother you that they decided to do this? It, it, does it bother you that Nintendo is allowing this? What's the solution? Uh, do they... Do they make you draw, uh, submit your drawings to Nintendo first before and have them approved? That seems like a ridiculous um, set of circumstances for people to do. Uh, so, of course, genitalia now flopping around in the sky above your Animal Crossing town. I just think that that is absolutely 100% hilarious. Tunnel Runner from CBS Electronics, where the excitement never ends. I'm not trapped. I'm not trapped. Okay, one more thing, and then we're going to get out of here. And that is uh, just just I'm telling people about this uh, video from Digital Foundry. If you don't know who Digital Foundry are, uh, basically they analyze games to see like what resolution are they running at, what frames per second are you getting, and stuff like that. And they did an analysis of Rogue Company, which... I, you know, I've kind of um, said not so nice things about not. Well, okay, I, I haven't said not nice things about it. I've said that I don't like it because the time to kill is really, really low, and I'm never going to be good at that kind of game. It's just not the kind of game for me, and that's okay. It doesn't have to be for me. But uh, is it going to be a game for you? And this is a game that has crossplay. This is a game that has cross progression which I applaud Hi-Rez Studios for doing. Like, those two things are awesome. I love when they do it. However, what you have to worry about when you're talking about crossplay is when I'm playing on my Switch and somebody's playing on their Xbox, do they have a huge advantage over me? Because they're running the game at 60 frames per second and I'm running the game at 30 frames per second. Well, Digital Foundry... Uh, did an analysis, and it turns out that Rogue Company on Nintendo Switch 
runs at 60 frames per second, which is really awesome. Now, is it uh, locked in super stable 60 frames per second? No. Sometimes it does dip down. And does the game look amazing on Switch? No, it doesn't. It's not going to look as good on Switch as it is on other platforms. The Switch is a tiny little tablet. Other platforms are these giant boxes that sit under your TV. So it makes perfect sense that the Switch is going to struggle. But they're not struggling so much in the frames per second department, which is where it really matters as far as a competitive shooter goes. So I think that that's really awesome. And, uh, you know, they go into a lot more detail than I did. Um, check out the show notes over at runjumpstomp.com. This is episode 563. You can uh, find that video so you can find out more about it. You know, whether you are in the Buck a Month Club or you are in the Early Access Club, getting access to these episodes uh, before everybody else, or maybe you're a producer and I shout your name out at the end of the show or an executive producer, or I shout your name out at the beginning of the show. Uh, no matter which tier you're on, I want to thank each and every patron. Uh, so thank you all. You guys are fantastic. And thank you to our producers, Eric Smith, Jordan Forbes, Matt Hadfield, Bowser, Travis McGuire, Trucker Paul, Brian Reese, Josephine, Nintendo Fit. You guys are all awesome. I really do appreciate the support. Uh, let's get out of here. We'll go do something else for the rest of the day. Become a part of our community. Uh, watch us live on Twitch. Watch the YouTube videos. You can do all of that stuff by heading on over to runjumpstomp.com and clicking on the appropriate link. Uh, you guys are amazing. I really do appreciate it. The music that you're about to hear is Corneria Star Fox Remix. It's by Noteblock. They make awesome chiptune-style music, and I hope you'll check them out as well. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Switchcraft is part of the Giant Size Team-Up Network. For more information, check us out at gstu.net.